Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos. And I'm Amanda Enduka. And for today's episode, we have one of the stars of this new Spike Lee Netflix film, Defy Bloods, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan um, Majors, right. who's a fellow Texan. He is a fellow Texan. We actually grew up in this, around the same area, which is very cool. But um, you guys, if you haven't seen this movie, or you have, you, once it's going to be out this Friday. <laughs> out this Friday, but I highly encourage everybody to watch this. It, it goes, it goes so well with what's going on right now. It, it's something that I think people are going to be enlightened. I feel like it gives historical context to like why we, we still protest, why we still, you know, demand what we demand. And it's, I, it's just moving. I, I love it. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But this may be one a, a, a fave. I think a, so. Too. A Spike Lee fave. I think so. Well, too. at least of his modern. Yeah, yeah, canon. yeah. I was yeah. I, the first. I, I was like, I think this is gonna be my favorite movie of the year. I don't know if it's because it's like it hits it hits the moment right now and it's hitting it's really hitting a a sharp spot. But but I I was like the everything that we we are like obviously this is coming out in a time where we're protesting. Their their protests are protesting all over the all over the nation, all over, all the, over world. the world. Yeah, um, you know, police brutality, injustice. We had we had Brianna Brianna Taylor. We had Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Ahmaud Arbery uh, George Floyd. Like we had, we, there's so many things that are just happening that I think it seems like we're in a time. And obviously today we just got the news that the cops have been arrested. It seems like a time that that this could be a turning point in in our yeah. industry. I think, and then like jo Jonathan spoke so, you know, great. And I don't know what to say. He spoke so, his words, like when we were talking about what was going on, he made some great analogies and like great, just words of wisdom, I guess you yeah. would say. Yeah. Um, uh, I think he he just kind of hit the nail on the head when it came comes to how, you know, this movie is reflecting uh, our current landscape and just how to even deal with what's going on. Right. You know, right. waking up every day and, you know, dealing with this. You know, we are right now dealing with this this movement, um, the, these protests on top of a pandemic. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard there's two pandemics going on. There's two viruses. There's the coronavirus, and then there's also racism. And you know, it's. I think this movie just speaks so much to the time. Congratulations to Jonathan, and you know, kudos to Spike and this whole cast, by the way. Yeah, Jonathan's great. Yeah. You know, Delroy Lindo plays his father. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not. It's about these uh, Vietnam War soldiers that go back to Vietnam in search of. Of 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 gold, and also there's a there's a bigger there's a bigger story to that um, context. And like I said, you know, they talk about things that are, we're we're still talking about today. And then you think about that, it's like you know, we we're we're still fighting today. How many years later? And and yes, we are exhausted. We are tired. Like, but no matter what, the fight is still going to continue. You know, so yeah, we have to. Yeah. yeah. So it's very motivating and inspiring. Honestly, it's something that I needed to watch. So I have yeah. happily encourage it. Um, without further ado, here is Jonathan. J 
Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us on Deadline's new Hollywood podcast, our virtual edition, which has been going on since quarantine. <laughs> but thank you so much for, for joining us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's my pleasure. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> and you have a nice background. It, it, it seems very serene. You have plants. Oh, bro, completely curated, bro. <laughs> These have been here for a couple weeks, though, for two weeks. Okay, so you have some flower. You have a flower situation. It's yeah. very nice. Is this your, like, standard Zoom call uh, background? Yes. <laughs> there, used to be, there used to be a skull of some type of antelope that hung up right there. You should have kept that up there. Is that I, was it not good? Spike Spike said something about it. We said you said is that I said that's causing too much attention. But we're taking that. <laughs> the skull is causing too much attention. <laughs> no, but Jonathan, thank you. You star in the upcoming The Five Bloods. Um Amanda and I have watched it Love and it. we are gagged and we are excited for the world to see this. Um I think especially, you know just especially because of what we're in right now but yeah. i think we both loved it yeah and it's, it's so it's so crazy because i'm sure spike obviously didn't plan for it to come out during all this stuff but it's so crazy that everything is sort of coming out this is coming out during a time when it is the most needed like everything that video of the movie was saying were things that were relevant to everything that's going on right now so it was it was I. It was I, I'm. I'm. It, I. I loved it. Like it was so touching. But uh, Jonathan, so we we like to sort of start with um um especially when we talk to guests, we like to sort of start start with their beginning, their early journeys in Hollywood. Um, so you're you're from Texas, correct? Are you raised in Texas? Yeah, I, we were both raised in Texas. I'm actually Dallas yeah. in Dino, you know, San Antonio. I'm San Antonio. Oh, I'm from Dallas. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went it's to. Cool. You went to Cedar Hill? Yeah. Oh, nice. I went, yeah, to, I, went to, <laughs> I went to Flower Mound. We played Cedar Hill in basketball. Yep, we beat you. That was your yeah, all, yeah. The, all the time. <laughs> no, here's the thing, though. I graduated from Duncanville. Oh, really? Y'all beat us, too. I got kicked out, I got kicked out of Cedar Hill. Oh, no. <laughs> I got kicked out of Cedar Hill the day I got my Letterman jacket. Oh, my God. What did you play? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I played basketball, I played football. Uh, oh. I got my letterman in theater. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Was was okay. Was your school? Was it a five A? Like, what was the size? Uh, it like, was a, it was a big school. Oh, yeah, it was a big yeah. school. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, all the way. That's See, it's like I don't think I don't think anyone else would understand what we're talking about right now. <laughs> if I said five A, they'll be well, all what? I, I, I thought five A was something that everybody uses. No, is it? <laughs> well, we're 5A. A lot of our schools are 5A. Texas 5A. There's 4A. I think yeah. those are 2A. And there's also 3A. Yeah, it always goes down. I think there's a 1A yeah, for the is. schools there that are kind of small. That's um, deep. <laughs> Jonathan, where, so, so you, letter, you lettered in theater. Where where did you first find your love for performing? Oh, I would say that was just around the house. Mm. Love performance. Um, there's a prayer that we used to do. Well, I, I, was, I was pretty shitty at it because I would play around with it you know, during prayer time. And we, you know, about your head, say grace. And I'd say my grace, my grace would be a whole monologue. Mm. And it would start off, uh, uh, dear God of the heavenly host, rain down your blessing. It's blasphemy, it's complete blasphemy. <laughs> uh, but my mother, because my mother's a pastor. Oh right? my God. And so I'd cut up in church, I'd cut up in, um, cut up in school. And then um, 
I'm I'm one of three and I'm in the middle. Mm. I got a big sis and a, a little brother. And um, you know, we was just, you know, straight up just little poor kids living in Cedar Hill. Um, because we always lived in Cedar Hill. But then we also had a farm uh down home in Riesel. If y'all know Riesel, Texas. Mm-hmm. Riesel Colleen Waco. And so between being up there with, with my brood and um down at the farm. You know, we like, there was no, there was, we just watched the news. There was no TV. Um, we just cut up, you know? And I think it got real serious when I was cutting up in school a little bit too much and uh, got, into some, got into some trouble and got sent to an alternative education program. And in there, while I was there, um, the container of theater kind of came in and it was on. Mm. on from there. What did theater sort of do for your life? How did you find inspiration in in that medium? Well, it was like, for me, like I, I was pretty much in the shit, you know, I mean, I just, you know, I just kind of learned what the legal system was as in like, I was doing, I was in the middle of doing community service for something I'd done in the community when I got in trouble for, uh, you know, having a fight in school, you know, with a classmate. And um, so it was, it was, it was, it was on top of each other, right? So it was a little compound and compounded. And um, while I was, while I was in, you know, isolation in school suspension and then alternative school, um, I was filled up with a lot of, with a lot of shit, you know, I was really angry about things, you know, it's just me, my mom, and my siblings, you know, so there's that shit that, that you're dealing with as a young man, as a young black man in Texas, as y'all know, being people of color, it's just, it's a different world for us, uh, still is. And um, then I met Miss Lee Jong, mm. uh, who was a theater teacher. And it was the first class I had, uh, regular class I had out of um, out of the program. And she she just had a way of, of Seeing the, seeing the mess I was, the chaos I, I had, uh, but I always liked reading and I always liked words, you know, being a PK and, uh, you know, being a military brat at that, you know, so I was used to using my imagination. And what that ended up doing for me is giving me a route, you know, giving me a way in to things, you know, and a way into the world, but also a way into myself, you know, because all of a sudden I was playing you know, for instance, I did the third murder, right? In um in uh in the Scottish play. Um, which was cool, right? But I got to feel all those murderous feelings, you know, that I walk around with, you know, that I was walking around with, you know, that I, that, that put me where I was at, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um and then the next thing I did was I played uh, Mercutio, you know, mm-hmm. open hearted, uh jovial, loving guy, you know, and to access some of that stuff and so I mean, in the list of characters and, and plays go on and on, but for the most part, and chiefly acting, you know, I always say like it didn't, it didn't give me a reason to live, but it showed me how to live, you know, it really, and to this day, it really allows me to understand myself in a very uh, deep way and then understand others because, you know, you look at a fella and you, on the page, you go, well, how do I get into that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you find a way. And so that was my journey into acting and, and kind of why I stuck with it, you know, and why it stuck with me. You know, you only have a choice 
some of us don't, you know, for what you do, you know, um, there's a book, Man's Search for Meaning, you know, uh, which is a great book. It's about the Holocaust and how people survived the Holocaust. And once you find something that you can do, uh, that only you can do, you know, uh, you'll survive. You know, yeah. so I think it's my uh, survival technique. <laughs> mm, I love that. What was, the, how was, you know, so you're in the five bloods and Spike Lee is an icon, obviously. And he he's made so many films that changed the landscape of things. What was the process of you getting this role? And once you landed it, did you just celebrate? Did you just scream? Like how, what was like, how can you take us on the journey of like you getting this role and just getting a chance to work with Spike Lee? Wow, hell yeah, man. So yeah. it was like, I just got back from um, Sundance. Right, so we just had premiered uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting back in my apartment uh, with my dog and my girlfriend at the time. And I got a phone call from my squad saying, hey, um, there's this script, uh, Spike Lee's directing it. And I go, all right, cool, let's, what, you know, let's put it down, you know. They say, no, 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 put it down means audition for it, put it on tape, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure y'all know that, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> right? uh, <laughs> so I go, it's like, oh, okay, cool, you know, let's read it. I said, we can't read it. I said, well, all right. I don't know if it's audition, I can't read it. He says, well, he wants to meet you. And I said, what? <laughs> I live in Harlem, right? So I'm like, that's just down the road. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And I said, so what do we do? He said, well, he's going to call you. I said, what? Who going to call me? Spike? Spike Lee's going to call me? So yeah, Spike Lee's going to call you and set it up. I said, okay, hell yeah. Hang up the phone. I'm sitting like this. <laughs> Should we narrate? <laughs> yeah. okay. For for for, for visual for visual purpose, um, Jonathan's mouth was jaw was dropped. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, and sure enough, uh, he called and he said, uh, "Hey, John." Uh, and I said, "No." He says, "Mr. Majors." And I say, uh, <laughs> "I say." He said, "Mr. Majors, it's Spike." And I go, "Uh huh, yes, sir." I remember I hopped up. <laughs> I walk to my window, right? I got my back to my girlfriend and my dog, and I'm sitting there like this. I'm like, okay, all right, yes, sir, yes, sir. He says, all right, so, uh, you know, my office, four eggs and a meal, come down. So I come down, and uh, it's pretty immediate. I, we sit, I say, uh, I say, Mr. Lee, he says, he's gonna spike, he's gonna spike. I say, okay, you spike, as you wish. You know, you, you the guy, whatever you want, you know. <laughs> um, and then he takes me back to, uh, I'm, re I'm re you know, you're prepped, right? Your shoulders are up. Uh, you try and you want them down, but they're up, you know, it's Spike Lee. And so I'm sitting there. I drove my bike the 14 miles to get there. So I'm a little sweaty, but it's like, fuck it. You know, like, let's go for it. And uh, he walks me back into a room and he shows me a video. They got nothing to do with the five bloods. Then he shows me another video. And the other video is, uh, maybe you guys appreciate this. It was a video he did with uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And it was about the border, uh, the wall that 45 went to put up. Mm. music behind it and it's showing our state you know what i'm saying it's just us in california right that the, that's where the issue is for the most part right oh no i guess new mexico blah, blah, blah. um geography um and uh, it got me it gutted me and i'm watching it and i got tears in my eyes and he looks over at me and goes ha 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 you like that you like that huh <laughs> <laughs> like I go, yeah yes sir yes sir. i like it. and then we step out and literally one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand he says all right so you're playing David. You're David. Uh, I said, mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
And he goes, uh, they're Orlando. You know, they're Orlando? I said, yeah. Uh, hell yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, sir. He said, He's playing a dad. And I go, okay. He said, you got a passport? <laughs> and I say, uh, yes, sir, I do. I do have a passport. <laughs> okay. Then he just leaves. He just vanishes. And he comes back. <laughs> he just a poof. Right? <laughs> he goes back uh, with a book called Bloods. He says, read this. And I say, all right, I'll read it. And he vanishes again. And he comes back with a book. And the book is the uh, scout book. And he shows me all the places we're going to shoot. Mind you, the whole time my mind's going, what, 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 Yeah. And he says, okay, that's it. I say, all right. Do you have the job? I have the job. I have the job. He goes, that's it. That's it. That's all. You know? And I go, all right, cool. Cool, 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 cool. And then, you know, I rode the bike 14 miles out. And this time, I walked the bitch all the way back up. Back to Harlem, right? I'm calling my mama. I'm calling my best friend. I'm calling my agent. And I'm saying, you know, like, yeah, it's done. I did it. He did it. It's over with. You know? And they're like, really? And I say, yeah, that was it. That's all she wrote. And in the day, uh, about 48 hours later, he calls me and says, uh, uh, John, I said, yes, sir. He said, you're in, you're in. And he yeah, says, and he has me come and have dinner with uh, Delroy Lindo, uh, who plays Paul, uh, Isaiah Whitlock, who plays Melvin, and uh, Norm Lewis was also there. Who, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was the it. Cast, the cast is fire, we were just talking. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that cast, and just the way that, you know, they connect and the the chemistry is just, like off the charts and it's pretty amazing and also side note i i really like the fact that i could tell you're from texas you keep saying sir and ma'am i love that (laughs) (laughs) i have have, well i've lost that i lost that i lost because la did something to me and i'm just like (laughs) um you guys don't deserve this (laughs) yeah I remember the first time I, I've ever, I ever became privy to you was in when when we ri- when we rise on um, um, ABC. It was it was about you know it was about um, LG- the LGBT advocacy rights. And then I and then I remember seeing the Last Right Man in San Francisco, but also which also like tackles like very relevant issues like gentrification and things like that. And now we have Defy Bloods, which it, you know, it, it gives us a glimpse into like the Vietnam War and how black soldiers were treated during that war. And it also parallels to the things that are happening today. So mm-hmm. when you when you when you see these things still happening, what 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 kind of experience do you feel when you see like things that we were fighting for? Because this happened it, the the it, it happened during like the you know they mentioned the MLK assassin, assassination. They mentioned how you know uh, the black people were expected to fight for a country that doesn't really fight for them. Like it has all these things that we we are we are still currently sort of dealing with, maybe in a different way. What do you experience when you're telling these types of stories? I mean, there's a certain amount of uh, energy that you get. You know, it's almost like like two days ago, I was outside in the street, you know, protesting, you know, our current situation. And I liken it to that, you know, like your art becomes, for me, uh, the art and the building of the character and the participating in the film and the making of the film. Um, it becomes, it becomes uh, energetic, you know, it becomes, uh, you feel as if, I feel as if when I'm on set playing roles like that, telling stories like that, that I'm a part of the you know, overall fabric of our history, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that I'm making something. And in both cases, you know, When We Rise was executive produced by Gus Van Zandt, 
mm-hmm. you know, a legend in his own right. And this one with Spike, um, you know, you're a part of uh, you're part of a legacy, and that legacy is 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 so current, and it's, it's for the people, you know. And it's you know, you can't protest all day. You know what I'm saying? You can't walk around, you know, protesting and moving and sweating all day. You know, but at some point, you gotta get filled up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't always, you know, it, it, we just get tired, you know. And if you can refuel yourself, you know, with the message, you know, and laugh and cry and 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 feel things and experience a catharsis, you know, you get that same purging, you get that same learning, you get that same education, you know? And so when I'm on set, that's what I'm feeling a lot of the time. It's like, I always talk about the ancestors a lot, you know, where it's like, these people are pulsing through me, you know, uh, the spirit of Ken Jones, right? Who, who, who is alive and, and still well, but his spirit, his, um, his energy, right? His experience, as an actor, you know, you try to open yourself up to that so that can come through you. You know, if that comes through you, you know, not everybody can meet Ken Jones, but everybody can watch, you know, especially ABC, right? That was, that's on basic television. You know, everyone can yeah. see it. That's the blessing with uh, the Five Bloods and on being on Netflix. Everyone's going to get to see that. You know, the majority of the world will have access to that, you know? And so it's quite empowering, you know, and quite humbling to, to step into worlds like that. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> d- d- <laughs> Do you, like, now that you do have this platform, and it's great, you know, the storytelling platform to give voice to the voiceless, to tell on these stories that are seldom told, This your platform's growing, and do you feel that responsibility to, you know, advocate for others and rise up and reach back, so to speak, in terms of, like, giving other voices who don't have the access that you do and giving them a chance to talk and giving them a chance to shine. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And that goes for on camera and off camera. You know, mm-hmm. you when I look at a script, you you have to think about, I always say it's for the homies, you know, whatever homie that is, you know, LGBTQ uh, commu- community, it's for them. You know what I'm saying? It's for everyone else that's involved in that too, you know, but it's for them. You know, the story of uh, the Five Bloods is for the war veterans. You know, my great, my, both my grandfathers were war veterans. You know, my father is a war veteran. You know, it's for them. And it's for anybody that that person touches, you know. So moving forward, I, I look forward to, you know, as I do, you know, with, with you know, I went to certain schools, right? I went to certain institutions, right? And each one teach one. You know, if I graduated three years ahead of you, you can call me and I'll hit you up. I'll say, hey, yeah, probably don't do that. Look at this pay attention to this, read this, et cetera, you know? Mm-hmm. So that gives you a platform. But then now on such a massive stage as far as, you know, entertainment, it's um, it's quite humbling to be able to say something and have people hear it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? To present your art and, and have people hear it and feel it, you know, and be changed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look forward to what to, to what all this brings. You know, it's, it's a blessing. It's a, um, it's a walking testimony, you know, every character you play. There's a there's a line in the movie that really really struck me, and I'm I'm I, I'm gonna paraphrase, but he, he he says something about one of the characters says something about we can't let them use our rage against us, and I that's not the exact mm. word that was sort of that was the the gist of it, and I just started thinking about you know with everything going on with the protests with right. with with the city sort of going in a little in disarray, and and thinking about what Colin Kaepernick did when he kneeled. It was, it was, he was labeled unpatriotic when he kneeled and it was silent and it was peaceful. But then when you do get rap loud, 
and, and at some people do get aggressive, it's like you're labeled as thugs, you're labeled as criminals. And, and it just made me start thinking about that, like how to sort of deal with with our, our how to like, especially how sort of deal with pain and how, and how, um, um, you know, our country, our, uh, our the community sort of have different ways of dealing with it. What, like what, what, when, when you, when somebody watches this movie, what, what do you hope they will take away from it? Cause there's just a lot of things, like I said, there's a lot of things in this movie that could be said today that took place back, you know. Mm-hmm. Years, decades what, ago, yeah. <laughs> So what do you sort of hope people take a, take away from this? Well, I think the overarching thing in it is love. You know, these brothers go back to Vietnam because they love a fallen brother, you know? Um, the whole debate between the character Paul, my dad, his psyche is that he has love for something that doesn't have love for him, right? And, and is experiencing that anger, right? Um, David, the character I play, comes to Vietnam because of love, mm-hmm. right? Goes on the chase for the gold because of love. You know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, Boseman, Stormy Norman, you know, says God is love. That's mm-hmm. it. that's in the movie. You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm a pastor's kid, but I'm not preaching, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's in the movie, you know? And um, we listen a lot to the... Uh, uh, what's going on album Marvin Gaye and that whole thing is about love you know and what that means and love has different sides to it you know it, there can be a wrath in love there can be a rage in love you know love oh, the only way your heart breaks is behind love you know and, and the fallout behind that and so I think what I hope the audience takes from it is an exploration of that yeah. you know? and particularly uh, in this case the love that the way love manifests itself um, and African-American bodies and African male, African-American male bodies and that relationship between two brothers and that relationship between father and son. And as you know, if you examine one thing um, in detail, you can find the universe. You know what I'm saying? So it's just not about the brothers. You know what I'm saying? The film is called The Five Bloods and it does follow a group of black men. Uh, but it is ultimately about everybody's situation. You know, um, the beauty of this piece is that we're looking at everybody's situation through a prison that we don't ever get to look at it, look at it from, you know, and that's the cheat sheet. That's that's the um, addition that Spike um, and the one who cast has added to the lexicon as far as cinema. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned you, you know, you went on, uh, you went on a protest, and you know, it's like I know this episode won't be released until I think uh, in a couple of weeks, but or not uh, like next week, but. It's um, it's it's a. I hate saying it's a weird time because it is a trash time, <laughs> but um, how how are you coping with things right now? Uh, you know, we are all like me and Amanda have been talking, and we we just kind of like you know, kind of it it, it is it's just tough. It's like trying to push through, and you know with you promoting a movie and us still doing our job in the entertainment industry, we see a lot of things that we're like, does this this even matter? You know, like certain things. And, but how, how are you getting through? How are you kind of waking up each day and coping and with this, this landscape? Because, you know, 
I think for, for me, I mean, I don't want to make this about me, but you know, every time I wake up, I, every time I wake up in the morning and read the news, I, I literally start crying and I'm not a black person. I'm a non-black person of color and I cannot fathom to feel like what other people are feeling. And I try to do what I can. I think I, I'm, I went to a psychic once and they said, <laughs> they said, I'm an empath. And that is a, it, it, it just, it, it's, um, Amanda knows I cry a lot, <laughs> but, uh, uh, but you know, it's, it, it hurts to see an, another marginalized group get treated so unfairly, but, and I'm just curious on how you are, are, are coping and how you are navigating through this. Well, the first thing you said, you said a lot. And it's true. Yeah. And the first thing you said, though, is doesn't matter. That's the first thing that got my attention. Yeah. And that reminds me of a, it's just, it's just history, right? The first thing that would happen when one group of, when one society would conquer the other society is that they would destroy their art, right? They would destroy their art. They would deface their statues, right? And that's how they would break the culture, right? That was kind of it. You know what I'm saying? Once that happened, the culture was done for. And so I wake up every day thinking, I got to protect our statue, right? We've got to keep our culture alive. We've got to keep our um, our isms, our ways of thinking, our ways of moving through the world, our sense of justice. We've got to keep that alive. And if we buckle and if we break, we're giving them a straight line to our statues to tear them down. You know? And once they've done that, brother, we're fucked. It's over with. They've won. You know, so I, I, I wake I wake up kind of, you know, on the war path a little bit, you know, and I, I wake up a little angry, you know, and um, I too am heartbroken, you know, by what is happening. And, you know, it's 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 quite personal, yeah. you know, to see people on the news who look just like you, you know, who are from where you're from, you know, who maybe have the same shoes on that you have, you know what I'm saying? That have children that look like your children. You know, I got a seven-year-old daughter, you know, so it's, it's, a, it's a scary time, you know, but, and it's times like this in which, you know, Tupac says, in a time of danger, no time to freeze, time to be a G. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what he says, and it's time to be a G. You know, whatever that means for you, if that means just doing this podcast every day, you know what I'm saying, getting your shit done, you know, that's what it means. And for me, it means continuing to prepare for this next film I'm about to go do now, having conversations like this, speaking straight to the shit of it, you know what I'm saying, and and to be encouraged, you know what I'm saying? Like, the worst part, the worst thing about this would be if we weren't protesting, if we weren't mad, because that means our statues would have already been broken and torn down. We're protesting to protect that. You know, and I'm sitting there watching CNN to see if they're gonna help us protect that by putting these motherfuckers down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm coping. You know, and some exercise and eating good and playing. <laughs> <laughs> eating, eating snacks. I know that. You know, doing things like that. But uh, I mean, it's always nice to have an outlet, right? Like, yeah. we, it, it, it's 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 dangerous. I would say if we focused on this thing. 24 7 all day every day because i feel like it's just gonna affect our mental i feel like i'm totally exhausted right now so yeah yeah Yeah. you know we can't let them do that yeah distracted you know be distracted from our humanity you know what i'm saying yeah i'm gonna get out there i'm gonna do my thing i'm gonna do my part 
you know. Mm -hmm. I got an engine. I got a big engine. I get out there. I can scream. I can yell. I can do all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm also going to go home, wash my ass, take a shower, put my candles on, watch TV, call yeah. my father, bullshit with my homeboys, you know. I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's so funny. I was having this conversation with someone, or like like on a like with someone about about RuPaul's Drag Race. I, I'm a huge fan oh. of that show, and <laughs> and um, the finale was the other week, and I was just and I was like, oh, are we allowed to enjoy this? That 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 kind of feeling, and um, and you know, you saying that it's like, yeah, you have to enjoy something, right? Uh, you need an outlet. You definitely need an outlet. I forgot to mention your other show, which also deals with race relations, the um, Lovecraft Cut County. Yes! Uh, Lovecraft Country. Yes. Country. Country. I don't know why I, I was Lovecraft thinking County. Yeah, I was thinking Lo Lovecraft County is another thing. But <laughs> Sorry. You just gave him the spoof. You just gave him the spoof. Copyright. <laughs> yeah. No. I am so excited for that show, by the way. It, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. I love me sci-fi. Uh, I love me anything Monkey Pop Productions you does. To, you I have to tease something about that show. We have to know a little something. Yeah, uh, what, what, can, what can you tell? What can you just tell us what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, what, this is how it goes. You ready? <laughs> this is what happens. This is all the episodes. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, what, what, what can you tell? Like, I'm, well, so we just, it's funny. We just dropped, a, uh, we just dropped our second trailer today. Mm -hmm. It's cool. You know, it's the story of, of a man who uh, is a bibliophile. Uh, he's from Chicago, takes place in the 1950s. Um, war veteran from the Korean War. And uh, he goes on a mission. And as he goes on this mission, not spoiler here, he's going to find his dad. His dad's come, come up missing, right? And uh, I've gone out, he's gone out to uh, find his father. And he comes back from Florida. And uh, he, he gathers a group of people, you know, uh, his, his dear friend, uh, Letty, played by Jenny Smollett, uh, his uncle George, played by uh, Courtney Buvain, yeah, uh, his auntie Zare, uh, played by Angelou Ellis, et cetera. You know, and he- um, What a cast. Another amazing cast. Man. I know, look at you, <laughs> All right. rubbing elbows with these elites. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and sci-fi and drama and racial mischief ensues. Yeah. You know, uh, that's all I'll say about it, because, I mean. Oh, God. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch yeah. it. Just the, tra just the trailer alone is just exciting. And, and that's, that's, that's and, in August, right? Is it August? August. Okay, okay. Yeah, and the fact that it is Monkey Paw and Bad Robot, two of my, you know, <laughs> that's, those are, you can't fuck with them. Yeah. <laughs> It's silly. You said the best. They you can't good sci-fi over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what else do you have coming up that you can tell us about? Uh, I got a film. Well, currently I'm here in Santa Fe because I'm shooting a film called The Harder They Fall, okay. which is um, the the it's another Netflix film, right? Yeah, it's another Netflix. With Idris Elba. Film. Yeah, Idris is in it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, oh. And that's like a it's a it's like an all black western. All black western. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah, it follows a fellow whose uh, parents are killed when he's ten years old. Mm -hmm. That love, and he comes back. Um, well, we the film picks up twenty years later, and he's thirty years old, and he's become uh, an outlaw and a mm -hmm. cowboy. Um, I play Nat Love, and um, he's on he's on the revenge path to avenge his uh, parents' death. Yeah. And, and again. 
drama ensues. That drama ensues. Wait, are you guys shooting right now? Are you guys halted? How how is it? I like to call it hibernation. Mm. Okay. Hibernation. Yeah. So, okay. We're in the script that we have. We're preparing our horses. We're getting <laughs> right. Yeah. It's you know. pause. It's on pause. <laughs> it's on pause. It's on pause. <laughs> By the way, I love how your hibernation symbol is the Wakanda forever. <laughs> Wakanda forever sign. <laughs> so we we like to wrap up the interview with the fun like the fun section, a fun random questions. We call it the facts or the FAQs. Yeah, the FAQs. You know, I know we had kind of a heavy conversation. Yeah, so we're gonna so end it a little bit lighter, fun. Okay, so what was the last thing that you binge watched? <coughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently doing it. Mm. Okay, what is it? Uh, the Great. <clears throat> oh, I oh I've heard nothing but great. Th- I haven't watched yeah. it yet, but I've heard <laughs> nothing, nothing but, but great, great things. things about the great. But great things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I started watching that too. I love, I love like period pieces. Yeah, me uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. What's oh, the best? Man. What's the best <laughs> advice you've ever received? Best advice I've ever received. Uh, oh, driving. I was in, I was in a driving lesson, uh, and uh, it was a yield sign, and the instructor told me yield does not mean give up. Mm. <laughs> I went hell oh. yeah. <laughs> Come through, driver's ed. Right? right? <laughs> Only in Texas. Driver, right? Driver's ed. I passed out with a C. Texas driver's ed. <laughs> Always giving us a life lesson. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so what majority white TV show or film would you want to recast with people of color? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the family. Okay, they're in the family. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And they did a fabulous job. Fabulous job. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see Secession. Oh my oh, God. Oh, that. I'd like to see that. I, I would I would see that too. That is a good I'm not going to change the industry. We're going to keep it what it is. We just put the folks in it and see. Yeah. Oh my God. I, that's a good idea. I, okay. I would be more inclined to, I would have been more inclined to watch. Right. <laughs> no, it's good. Possession is, I highly recommend it. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Rank the following three Spike Lee movies. Ooh. She's got to have it. Three's the, three's the highest, one is the not so highest. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's got to have it, Do the Right Thing, and School Days. Mm-hmm. Do the Right Thing. <laughs> Do the right thing. Three's the highest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the highest. Do the right thing. Okay. 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 Then I'm going to go with school days. Yeah. Right? Okay. Then yeah. I'm going to go, you got to have it. Yeah, that was, Man, that was They're good. all good. <laughs> they're all fire. They're yeah, all no, fire. They're fire. Because I was going to actually, I was going to be all, should we let also throw in like Malcolm X? Mobile well, then that, then it goes, bam. Those are different. These, I feel like these are. This is like this was like this is kind of his like OG trilogy, I guess you would say. Not trilogy, but this is like his his like like, legacy films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legacy films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But good, 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 good. Um, (laughs) So our. our, Yeah, you did. Okay, you pass. You pass. (laughs) Um, So uh, our final question we ask all our guests: Is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it's an actor, writer, producer? any kind of storyteller or creator that you want to give shine to 
that isn't seen in the mainstream and you think deserves a boost? Mm. Mm. Multiple answers are acceptable. Okay, all right. So I'm gonna go with a bit of a coalition. Okay, let's right. hear it, let's hear it. Okay. I'm gonna go with, um, do you need a boost? I, not really a boost. They just like let's well, just, not really a boost. Just like they're not a shout known. out. Like hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. 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 like they may be known to like certain circles, but right. the whole Hollywood okay world doesn't know who they are. Yeah, I would say it's funny. They're, they're all writers, right? So I would say yeah, um, J D. Dillard, mm. who wrote a, wrote and directed a film called Slight. Yep. It's awesome. Mm. He and I are about to jump on together and do a thing called Devotion, which is going to be dope, I think. Mm. Um, then I want to give a shout out to Jonathan Kidd and Sonia Winton, mm -hmm. who are uh, two of the writers on Lovecraft. Yes, which genius, wonderful. Which is genius. Um, and I guess in the Lovecraft thing, I got to say Misha Green. Yes. Um, so that would be my, that, that would be my four. Like, let's let's double down on those folks because yeah. now yeah. is content, you know, and they can, they can really shoot it out for us. So those would be my superheroes. Those would be my pick. We should yeah. green, man. I was so mad about, about Underground. Oh yeah. Uh, she, she's come back with a very Yeah, yeah, good. I, I, I she's still, she's still gonna work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. <laughs> she, she's looking word. Um, Jonathan, thank you so thank you. much for joining thank us. I mean, <laughs> thank you for taking the time out. Thank you for sharing your snacks virtually with us. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you for, you know, just being you. And yeah, you know, everybody and you know what? to go watch this movie, The Five Bloods, you guys. It's, it's so dope. And <laughs> I, I expect to see every movie that you're going to be in or project is just going to have a stacked cast. I, it, <laughs> it, it's, it's without fail. It's like you uh -oh, yeah. and you're, 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 you're dope as well, but it's like, you're just, <laughs> you are just working. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank y'all for having me. That'd be cool.